Witness history this year at the French Open, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch it. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. It's three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off. We'll see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if fresh faces rise to the challenge. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it all goes down. Hello, 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 and welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today you're listening on the Believe Network. We have so much to get to. Can you believe the new winner of the BNP Paribas Open, Indian Wells, in California, in Southern California, where he's from, Taylor Fritz. I can't even, like, talk about anything else before I talk about Fritz, because that's what this whole episode's pretty much going to be about, is Indian Wells. And you can't talk about Indian Wells this year without talking about the incredible run that Taylor Fritz was on. Now, I I was unsure if Taylor Fritz could do it. I'm not going to lie. I didn't pick him to win this. I believe I picked FAA at the beginning. But Taylor Fritz had a phenomenal trip to the finals and winning this tournament. If you think about who he had to play, Taylor Fritz was the number 20 seed in this tournament. He, after about round three, he really jumped into some tough matches. He jumped into Alex Damanur, and then after that, he jumped into uh, Ketsmanovic. And then that goes right into Andre Rublev, which I was a little skeptical to see. I was I was interested to see if he could beat Andre Rublev, because Rublev had been playing so well until this point, he Rublev had to beat uh, Rublev had to beat Hercotch, uh, and Rublev also had to beat Francis Tiafo, uh, and Rublev had to beat Kopfer. So he had to beat a lot of good guys to get to Taylor Fritz, and Taylor Fritz beats him in straight set seven five six four. So going into the final, we're like, all right, all right, here we go, Taylor Fritz. Um, Rafael Nadal cruises into the final per usual. You'd kind of expect him to, to be honest. Uh, Nadal beats. Carlos Alcaraz in the semis. He beats Nick Nick Kyrgios in the quarters, and then moving on from there in the earlier rounds, he had to play you know guys like Riley Opelka, which we everyone thought would be a really hard challenge for Nadal, and he kind of cruised by him. He had to play Sebastian Corda. He had to play D- Daniel Evans. So really, Rafael Nadal didn't have an easy way to the final at all. He beats Corda in three sets. He beats Daniel Evans um, in two sets, and then he beats. You know, Opelka and two really close tiebreakers in two sets. And then he goes on to play Nick Kyrgios, who he, it takes him three sets to beat. And then it takes him three sets to beat Carlos Alcaraz. So you could argue that Rafael Nadal's path to success at Indian Wells was a little bit tougher than that of Taylor Fritz. But you thought maybe Nadal was a little bit more seasoned in this. And, you know, who know who knew if Taylor Fritz could rise to the occasion, especially after coming off a big win against Rublev. But man, did he step up to the occasion and did he step up to the challenge? Taylor Fritz is your 2022 Indian Wells BNP Paribas Open champion. He actually won in the final 6-3 and then 7-6 and 5 was his tiebreaker score. I I thought this was a remarkable match by Taylor Fritz. I didn't get to watch a whole lot of it. I watched some, some points here and there, but... You can't deny that Rafael Nadal is not playing Rafael Nadal tennis. Um, I think just the strain of this tournament got to him. Uh, you know, he's had foot problems. He's now 20-1, and one, I believe, on the year. This is his first loss of 2022 
uh, an incredible start to the year. And I think just that incredible start got to him, not mentally, but physically. And we're not used to saying that about Rafael Nadal, that something gets to him physically. But especially coming off that injury and then coming off a massive win in Australia and then just keep keep winning tournaments that he did, it gets to him. I think it got to his foot. And I believe that's probably why he got out, he took out of Miami. He's not in Miami anymore. Uh, not in the Miami Open. He will not be going to Florida. And I think he's going to take some time and really gear up so that he can have a successful clay court season, which is what he's known for, which I think is where his focus at's now. Maybe even a little surprised that he did play Indian Wells, but he probably thought he had one good tournament left in him before he went and started playing clay court tennis. And this was it. And he really did have a good a good tournament left in him. He had a great tournament at Indian Wells. He just couldn't come on, come out on top. And honestly, if I'm if I'm him, I'm not really that upset about it. But you have to give so much credit to Taylor Fritz. And this is by far the biggest win of Taylor Fritz's career. Now, up until this point, there were a few tournaments that he played really well in, but he hadn't really won a lot of tournaments. And here's what he's really won. Uh, he was the U.S. Open Juniors title. He won that title in 2015 at 17 years old. Then he made an ATP final, his first ATP ATP final in 2016 at 18 years old, and that was in Memphis. And then he wins his first ATP title in Eastbourne in 2019. He was 21 then. And then this one in 2022, he wins Indian Wells. So this is by far the biggest title of Taylor Fritz's career. And honestly, as of the last year and a half, he's played really well, and you could kind of see this coming. If you remember correctly, three weeks out from Wimbledon, he had knee surgery, and then he came back in had it like a quarter I think he made the quarterfinals of Wimbledon last year made that incredible run and played well through the summer months and for him to come back and win Indian Wells and to beat Rafael Nadal who had been previously unbeaten in 2022 this is a massive accomplishment for Taylor Fritz and I think I speak for a lot of Americans when I say I'm happy this guy's at the head of American tennis. John Isner was there for a while. Sam Querrey was there. But this guy's showing some promise. And the way he plays is just interesting and fun to watch. And he's a gritty guy out there. He can he can really get things done. And I think that's what excites me about the future most about this kid is that uh, the United States could have another guy at the top of the world and be an American. And I'm not saying he's going to be top five in the world, but he could very well be top 10 and be making a big run for some of these trophies. He's just kind of a wild card, and you expect him to do things like that. This is the first time an American has also won this tournament since 2001, and that was Andre Agassi. So good to have an American win an American tournament again, obviously, about time this happened. And uh, I I'm super thrilled that Taylor Fritz won this tournament, although there were a lot of other guys who played well in this tournament as well. Cam Norrie plays well in this tournament. Uh, he won this tournament last fall, and he has another really, really good run at this tournament. Now, Cam Norrie actually spoke out during this tournament about not really getting uh, center court time or just marquee, you know, non-marquee scheduling um, that he got at Indian Wells. He said it kind of showed a little lack um, of respect, which I get. He, he's not a massive name, but he also just won this tournament. You know what I mean? So, like, you won this tournament last year. You should get special treatment at the tournament this year. Um, I thought, I, I mean, I agree with him. I, I think he definitely should have got a little bit, uh, I don't want to say better treatment because I don't know what treatment he got, but he should get preferable treatment, I think is the way to put it. He actually made the quarterfinals and played Carlos Alcaraz. So it's not like he played bad in this tournament. He, he proves that he can play well. He's number 12 in the world. He proves that he can play well in Southern California. And um, just a little confusing on... You know why maybe he's not getting primetime spots in big stadiums, uh, but that's that's 
neither here nor there. He actually beat Jensen Brooksby, who was a very impressive uh, youngster coming into this tournament as well. Riley Opelka has another great tournament. He makes it to the quarters. Um, let's see who else. Yannick Sinner has a good tournament, although he had to withdraw. I hope he's doing all right. Nick Curio surprisingly has an awesome tournament. Uh, Galen Fees has a great tournament. Riley Opelka, I'm sorry, only made it to the round of four. He did not make it to the quarters. Galen Fees makes it to the round of 16 and actually loses to Alcaraz uh, in straight sets, but he beats Daniil Medvedev. Daniil Medvedev gets uh, taken off the top spot of the ATP rankings. He's not ranked one anymore. He needs to make the quarterfinals, I believe. He needs to make the quarterfinals in Miami in order to no, the semifinals, sorry, to get back to number one in the world. As we know, Novak Djokovic is not playing in that tournament, so Daniil Medvedev has another chance to be on top of the ATP tree. Um, other guys that played really well, obviously Rublev plays really well in this tournament. Dimitrov, it was good to see him. He got put kind of in the two spot since uh, Novak Djokovic was out, but he makes it to the quarterfinals. So a lot of great guys getting pretty far in this tournament and really good to see. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, there was a lot of big names in this tournament. Uh, you, you look at pretty much everyone in the top 10, top 20, except a select few, including Novak Djokovic. So little surprised to see Berrettini lose to Kachmanovic so early in the tournament. Uh, he lost, I believe, in the third round. Yeah, that's right. Or in the fourth round, sorry, round of 16 to Kachmanovic. So a little surprised to see Berrettini. I kind of thought it was his tournament to lose, and then it ended up being his, his tournament to lose uh, since Novak Djokovic wasn't playing in this tournament. But kind of unfortunate for him, and I think he's going to see this as a missed opportunity. Overall, Indian Wells seemed to be so back this year, and it was so good to see it back this year. Full fans and everything, and I think the fans, I think the players, I think everyone seemed to enjoy it. And yet again, two times in a row, we have somebody win this tournament. That was a little unexpected. We go from Cam Norrie to Taylor Fritz. Let's get into some other tennis news right now. Um, the new ATP Top 10 ranking, Djokovic is 1, Medvedev's 2, Nadal is 3, and Sverev's four. So Nadal jumps Sverev to number three. Sverev sits at four. Then the rest are pretty much all the same. It goes Sitsipas, Berrettini, Rublev, Rude, Ogiele, Asim, and then Hercoc actually wraps up the top ten. And that is actually because uh, Yannick Sinner got hurt. So Yannick Sinner is no longer in the top ten. Let's move right along to the Miami Open. The Miami Open uh, is starting right this week. Uh, the The schedule came out and the bracket came out, and there's some notable potential second-round matches that uh, that could be massive, to be honest, um, based on seeding. And if they won, Medvedev could play Murray, Rublev could play Kyrgios, Gasquet could play Schwartzman. All the big names are in this tournament as well. A lot of the players, except Nadal, you know, Djokovic isn't in this tournament, Federer, um, but pretty much everyone else that played in Indian Wells is going to jump across the country and play in Miami this upcoming week. Qualifiers is currently underway, and we will get into a little bit more of that tournament next week on the podcast. I don't want to get into it too much this week because we talk so much about Indian Wells and there's some other things going on, but um, don't sleep on Miami. Miami's a great tournament. I should probably pick someone to win this tournament, huh? I don't think Taylor Fritz is going to win it because he just lost. You know who I think could win this tournament? And you guys are all going to probably hate me for saying this because you think I'm I'm not right when I say this. But I'm going to say that Gael Monfils 
is going to win the Miami Open. Um, I, th- I think I think he is. I think he has a real chance to. I think he's playing really well right now, and he kind of does better when it's showtime. And I think uh, when we get down to Miami, it's going to be showtime, and I think he's going to really fall in love with it and embrace it and play really, really, really well. So I got Gael Monfils winning the Miami Open. Obviously, what does my pick mean? Probably nothing because I was so wrong on the other one with FAA, but I still I still got confidence that Monfils could do this. He, he he plays right into Oscar Ott, and then he will play into Opelka, and then he'll probably play into Berrettini, um, who's the four seed. Monfils is the 22 seed. But do seeds really matter because the number 20 seed just won Indian Wells? Probably not. So I'm, I'm not really going to bank on seeds this one. And I'm going to pick Gaiman Feast to win that tournament. Um, Stan Wawrinka is getting back into playing form. He's a wild card on the Challenger Tour. Imagine being on the Challenger Tour and you got to go play Stan Wawrinka. I'd be so upset. Um, but he's he's going to play in Marbella um, next week. So that's good to see Stan Wawrinka kind of getting back in the swing of things. Very interested to see how he does and how he actually plays and getting back into shape. And other news, Dennis Kudla. Uh, he wins the Phoenix 125 Challenger. It's good to see another American playing well. Um, but this this tournament also had a bunch of top 100 players in it. So good for Dennis Kudla to actually uh, you know get some more matches under his belt and get a big win here. Bino Pair was in that tournament. Uh, Lorenzo Musetti was in that tournament. Um, a lot of good players. David Goffin was in that tournament. And this is a Challenger Tour type tournament. So for Kudla to get out of there, he beats Richard Gasquet. Um, he beats uh, J.J. Wolf and goes on to win this tournament. So good to see from Dennis Kudla. Uh, that's going to kind of wrap up this episode this week. A lot happened at Indian Wells. I can't be happier for Taylor Fritz and what he's doing for American tennis and young people tennis, really, uh, to kind of knock off the big three there in Indian Wells. It's fun to watch. It's fun to see. Um, and this week is going to be even more fun when Miami is just right around the corner. Watch some tennis. There's a lot of tennis going on, especially in our time zone here in America. Um, There's so much potential for us to watch a ton of tennis, even though it is March Madness time. My bracket's busted, and I'm about to do a bracket challenge on the Tennis One app for uh, Miami. That bracket's going to be busted, guaranteed. But I will pick Guy Elman Feast to win, I promise. Watch some tennis this week. I enjoy you listening. I enjoy your company, and I enjoy your support of this podcast. Take care of yourself. See you next week. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.